Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 126, air date June 2nd, 2017. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I want to welcome all the members of the RTCs who've come to the Orange RTC meeting. I'm terribly sorry that I'm not able to attend and be there in person. I had a previous engagement. Um, two members of our staff are there to assist you, to answer any questions, to do follow-ups, uh, but please take time to sign up on our sign-up sheet so we can keep in touch with you. First of all, I want to ask everyone, how many of you actually want to beat Elizabeth Warren? And I'm assuming Alan and Creethy will take a head count, but my assumption is that all of you are dedicated to beating Elizabeth Warren. First of all, let's understand what Elizabeth Warren really is. Elizabeth Warren is not just Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren represents an institution of power, and we need to understand what that institution of power is really about. Fundamentally, it's everything that has nothing to do with America. The founders of this country, when they created this great nation, had a singular goal in creating America, and that was for you and I, for each one of us to have a direct connection with our Creator. What that meant was there wasn't supposed to be any intermediaries, no monarchs, no nobility, in fact, no quote-unquote priesthood. It was supposed to be us, connecting with our creators through our own ingenuity, through our creativity, and our ability to innovate. So we today stand on an important crossroads of American history. We can go into a golden age where innovation can be unleashed by all of us to create a great America, or we can go into darkness. That path of darkness right now is typically supported by people like Elizabeth Warren, but also people what I call career politicians, political hacks, who exist for one reason, to perpetuate this political system. They have their consultants who are out there making commissions on some of these candidates running right now. But they're not dedicated to actually solving problems that this country needs. You see, America needs a 21st century senator like myself. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. You know, my parents and I came here in 1970 from India. India, some of you may know, has a caste system. We were considered the low caste untouchables, or some people call the deplorables. But my parents, through their ingenuity, happened to make it to America. And so you won't find a lot of Indians like myself, a low-caste, untouchable, deplorable Indian, because we were one in a trillion who made it here. We initially settled in Patterson, New Jersey, and I went through the public school system of America. I played baseball, had a lawn mowing business, and did everything a typical American kid does. But more importantly, I was extremely motivated because I knew the greatness of this country, the great opportunity it offered, and I worked very hard. By the time I was 14, for example, I'd finished up calculus, which is what's typically offered at seniors. I finished it up at ninth grade. And I was fortunate because, again, of the opportunity of America to get the wonderful uh, uh, fortune to get accepted to a special program at New York University in 1978, where I was one of 40 students selected into this program where I was given the opportunity to study computer programming, in fact, seven languages. My dear mom would drop me off at Newark, New Jersey, in the PATH station around 5 or 6 a.m., and i take the train in, which is an hour train ride, into New York. Many of us are afraid to send our kids to down the street these days, but in those days, it was, a, in many ways, a much more open world. So I went to NYU as a 14-year-old kid, and I learned seven programming languages, and I graduated top of the class. After I finished that, an incredible thing happened. Because this was the 1970s, before the Department of Education actually screwed up our educational system, 
a wonderful woman teacher changed the rules of my high school so this kid could travel 30 miles and because I was offered a job in Newark at a medical school, today known as Rutgers Medical School. So think about this. A kid is allowed to go to school because I, I had finished most of my math courses and I was given this independent study in the middle of the day to go into Newark 30 miles away and work full time. And what was the job I was given? Well again, this was again a great fortune because again of a great American, a mentor by the name of Dr. Les Michelson and he saw in me a hard-working kid who was reasonably smart and he gave me an interesting challenge. Some of you may remember, anyone over the age of 40 remembers, in those days in many organizations they had a communication system which was all paper-based called the inner office mail system. That inner office mail system always was manned by a secretary. If most of you remember, in the 70s, what were the jobs a, a woman could have? It was either a secretary, a nurse, a teacher, or a housewife. Well, in this institution, there were about thousands of secretaries. Each secretary had a desktop. By the way, to all of you below the age of 40, this was an actual desktop. On that desktop was an inbox, an outbox, there were folders. On her table, she had paper clips, an address book, which was like a Rolodex in those days. She had a typewriter, and on that typewriter, she would put paper in, sometimes carbon paper, and she'd write a thing called a memo. It had a to, from, subject, carbon paper. If she had to write a, a carbon paper, CC literally meant two copies. She'd put the paper in a piece of carbon and another paper, and she'd type this thing called a memo. If she had to do 10 carbon copies, sometimes she may be there for several, several days. This letter was put into an envelope, tied with a little drawstring, put into pneumatic tubes, sent around to different officers, or sometimes delivered by vans. It was a very complex system. This is how people communicated. This is how they hired people. This is how they did grant applications. It was a system of collaboration. In some ways, a social media before social media. I was challenged as a kid to convert this entire system to the electronic version. And that's what I did. I wrote 50,000 lines of computer code. I called this system email, a term never used before in the English language, and put every feature in that system into the system. And it had all the features that we know in every email system today. In fact, what was unfortunate was in those days, there was no ways to patent software. However, in 1980, the Copyright Office of the United States changed the rules so you could use copyright, which was for sheet music and novels, to protect uh, software. It was called, in fact, the Copyright or the Software Act of 1980. I didn't know about this. I was, at that time, probably 16, went off to MIT. When I went to MIT, I was elected student body leader of the freshman class, and I met with the president of MIT at his home at a, at a Christmas dinner, and he said, you know, Shiva, it's unfortunate you cannot patent software, but you should copyright it. And that's what I did. I didn't have lawyers. I didn't have, uh, my parents weren't wealthy, so I had to write away for the copyright uh, note, uh, paperwork, filled it out, had to submit all my code, all my user's manual. It wasn't as simple as simply putting a C with a circle. It was a lot of work for a kid. And for that matter, the copyright laws were very new at that time. Anyway, on August 30th, 1982, uh, this young teenage kid was issued the first copyright for email. And you can read about it at inventorofemail.com if you're interested, recognizing me as the inventor of email. So that's a story of the invention of email. It was done by a, a, an American kid in Newark, New Jersey. After this, I went off to MIT. I did four degrees uh, between 1981 to 2007. A long period because I went in and out of MIT. I wasn't just a nerd, not just an academic. I started seven companies while I did those four degrees. Companies in the field of medicine, technology, arts, 
In fact, my most recent company is a company called Cytosolve, which is literally modeling the entire human cell on a computer, and we're able to actually discover drugs faster and cheaper. In fact, we got our first FDA allowance for a new discovery for a multi-combination drug for pancreatic cancer in a record 11 months. So I've continued to innovate from email to Cytosolve. Many companies created a lot of jobs for Americans. But I can tell all of you listening to this, none of this would have been possible if it was not for America. The America that the founders of this country created, who weren't political hacks, who weren't in it to run for the next political office playing all sorts of rinky-dink games, as some of these guys who presented to you are. These people were actually blacksmiths, architects, engineers, entrepreneurs. That's what America was built for. The goal of being a politician was never their goal. The goal was you were supposed to serve and go back to work. And that is what I want to do. And that is what we need for Massachusetts. Massachusetts is the hub of innovation. But it shouldn't just occur in Kendall Square. It should occur all over Massachusetts, in western Massachusetts, in Orange, in Worcester, in Springfield. But what we have right now, and this is what Elizabeth Warren represents, she represents the self-serving elites. The self-serving elites do not want to serve you. They believe they can be an intermediary between us and our creator. They think they're better. They think they know better. But I know you know better. And what we need, as I mentioned, is a senator like myself who's an innovator, who's actually built businesses from scratch, had to actually hire employees, fire employees, you know, get health care, know how to handle regulations, all this stuff that I've had to do. This is not theory for me. People up here will tell you that, you know, we need to go fix Washington. Well, most of them can't fix even their lawnmower. For that matter, fix a piece of software. These people, again, are political hacks. What we need is people who actually move this country forward, and we can no longer have politicians, in my opinion. Think about the fact that we have a $20 trillion debt right now, a $20 trillion debt. What this means is if you take 1% interest rate, each year we're paying $200 billion just on the interest alone. We have $4 trillion essentially for running the government, which comes from about 20% on average in taxes from the $20 trillion GDP. The reason I'm telling you these numbers is I understand how the economy works, but the bottom line is simply lowering taxes or increasing taxes these manipulation games by moving two levers, sort of like a monkey moving two levers, we're not going to solve the problem. We need to unleash innovation. We need to unleash jobs. We need to offer choice in health care, choice in education. We must defend the Second Amendment. It's what gives the teeth to the Constitution. We must make sure we have strong borders. You know, as a biologist, I can tell you, every human cell has a border. It has a cell membrane. That Every human cell doesn't simply let viruses come in and go. So if the human cell in na nature's grand wisdom has a border and a wall, so should we. So when you think about our future, just note that this is a historic election. Elizabeth Warren is not running for Senate. She's running for president. Go to her website. It says, Stop Donald Trump. It doesn't say, I'm running for U.S. Senate. It says, Stop Donald Trump. We need to defeat her here and now, and I'm the only one who can defeat her as an innovator, as an entrepreneur, and as a scientist. That's what a 21st century senator is, and I need your vote to be able to do this. I need you as delegates when we go to the April convention to support me because I'm, I'm an outsider. I'm not part of the inside. I haven't worked the game. I'm an outsider who deserves to represent this great state, and it would be an honor to, to be your U.S. senator. Thank you very much.